Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's Theo Walcott again. Looking for Van Persie. Charge for Gilberto! It's 1-1! Lovely ball for Thierry Henry. This could be it. This could be the moment it is. Record breaker, history maker, Thierry Henry is Arsenal's record goal scorer. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast with me, Dan Roebuck. On today's show, we'll be hearing from Arsenal's record breakers. Thierry Henry talks of his pride at being Highbury's record goal scorer. We hear from club historian Ian Cook about some of the lesser known and unique record stories. But let's kick off with Gilberto and a couple of very special goals. Gilberto was never known for his goal-scoring exploits, but he scored a couple of historical goals in his time. Here he is talking about scoring our fastest ever European goal and our first goal at Emirates Stadium. Well, I've scored a few goals, but um, you know, uh, I always like when I score with my head. But there is one, uh, I think, one goal, uh, basically two goals, very special for me. And uh, one was the, the fastest goal against PSV for the Champions League. This was something very special, very unique for a player in my position. But the other one, I think, was the, the first game, at official Arsenal game at Emirates. And I scored the equalizing game against Aston Villa. We were, a bit, well, we were in trouble that game, you know, because they scored first. The game was very hard. And uh, then, you know, all of us were not accepting that result and we tried to, to get into them, to get a chance. It was not so easy until I got the, that ball, you know, the, the cross from Walcott, flick from Van Persie, and then I scored the equalizing goal. It's something, you know, very, very unique in my career at Arsenal and uh, I'm happy for that and very proud. In terms of that goal, being part of history, does that make you proud? Because it was that first Premier League goal for us at the new stadium. Yes, of course. I feel very proud for that. There are some things that happened with me at Arsenal, especially. You know, it's very unique. Maybe you expect this from a striker or some attacking midfield, but then you have, you know, a defensive midfield provide some uh, important goals for the club and make my own history in the club, in a historical club. It's something amazing. You know, uh, 
all the time when I achieve those kind of things, I always look back from where I come from, you know, from my village, from my parents, the way I start to play football on those days, you know, is me, bring me back home somehow uh, in my mind. And uh, then, you know, I enjoy a lot these kind of moments because they are very unique. The Champions League goal was very unique, also gave you a place in history. Just 20 seconds. Do you remember how the goal came about? Uh, it was, we just, you know, start the, the game. We tried to get some pass. I remember that I tried to pass somebody. I missed the pass and uh, we recovered it. And uh, suddenly, the, I think it was, if I'm not wrong, was Leonberg got the ball and passed it to Thierry. And then I remember one thing that Edu told me before. In case that Thierry get the ball in the left, you can run because he's going to pass the, the defender and uh, we'll cross the ball. We need somebody to be there. Remember this at some point if this kind of situation happened. It was about instinct, you know, and a fraction of uh, seconds. Then I, I went through the middle and he passed the defender, <laughs> as Edu said, and uh, crossed the ball, was there to score the, you know, the fastest goal in the history on that time. After it was broke, you know, break my heart with. <laughs> but uh, I was a very happy moment. And when I, I knew that uh, was the fastest goal in the history, I was you know, amazing by the news. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, I'm pleased to say this week our Arsenal insider is Ian Cook, the club historian. First of all, Ian, just tell us a little bit about your role within the club. Yeah, really just uh, answering historical questions, um, all kinds of weird and wonderful things, really. Um, I originally set up the museum at Highbury back in the mid-90s and then started running stadium tours. And then obviously when we came here to the Emirates, got a bit bit busier, to put it mildly. And then certainly I'm not quite as mobile as I once was, so I'm a bit more office-based now, so just became club historian as a result of that. So when did you first start working for the club? Actually, we started working in 79 in the box office. Worked up to, I was box office uh, assistant manager. When I left to set up the museum, it was a choice of effectively running box office with Ivan, who's still down there, or uh, setting up the museum. So after 13 years there, I just decided to have a bash at the museum. So were you an Arsenal fan before that? Absolutely, yeah, although a real football fan anyway. When did you first go to Highbury? Can you remember that? I'm not 100% sure exactly what game it was, but probably about 67-ish reserve game my dad took me to. I remember it was raining, it was really horrible. I think it was nil-nil from memory. And Just a sort of game to get you involved in, uh, totally. in football. Yeah. So when it comes to records, there's obviously a number of modern records that sort of stand out that people remember, of course, uh, the Invincibles campaign uh, of 03 04. You obviously were part of the club then. I mean, when that was ongoing during the season, did you think it was going to be done? Well, we almost did it, if you remember, a few years before. Uh, we only lost one game that year. I think we lost at Chelsea 2 1 when Boldy got injured. Um, so you kind of got a feeling it was possible, but you didn't really want to think about it too much. It was one of those things you. I think the boys and everyone at the club just kicked on with it and didn't really think about it 
right at the end, if you remember, once they actually won the title, that's, I think, when they really struggled the last three or four games, uh, when they secured the title and still mentally had to go through those last few games and get the results there. So I think most of them admitted they struggled a bit with that. Um, I remember speaking to Jens Lehmann about it, actually, and he, he just said that uh, his comment on the entire season was the fact that uh, we drew too many. So <laughs> that was his idea. We should have won more, but we didn't do too bad. Where does that rank for you in terms of records? Is it Arsenal's best, do you think? It's got to be close, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their own specific favourites, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, it's the fact that it had only been done once before and that was in a 22-match season, I think, with Preston way, way back when... Obviously, things were very different. Yeah, I don't even think there was nets in the goals then, was there? I'm not 100% yeah, certain. Yeah, um, you know, whether or not there were proper goalies or whatever, it really, I think it was about the first ever league season. So things were a bit basic then, uh, whereas the competition now, or, you know, in those days, was... Uh, was quite strong. It's, it's also interesting as well that whenever a team goes six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve games unbeat from the start of the season, suddenly it says, "Oh, you know, can you do this?" Whereas previously, I can't remember it ever being talked about. I think Leeds Leeds had a really good run in when they were in their real dominance in the early seventies. I remember they had a run and then got beat in about the twenty seventh, twenty eighth match. It's about the only time I can remember it actually happening previously. Um, you know, mostly before that, people lost a game after five or ten and um, it really never got spoken about so um, yeah the fact that the boys actually you know they did that was quite an incredible record when you think about it but whether or not anyone can do it in the future will be interesting to see uh, 13 title wins of course RFA Cup record is spectacular as yeah. well isn't it well we keep on um, just we actually broke the record going to 12 United then drew level neck and neck quite a bit isn't it and then we went back ahead of them so it will be nip and tuck I reckon over the next few years obviously Arsene was the preeminent manager in that he won seven over the years, as you know. So it was quite an incredible record. Although he never really threatened much in the League Cup, we only got—I think we got to two finals. Two finals. Said. So obviously that was more his uh, kind of young squads that he tried out there. So it was a bit different. But um, yeah, the FA Cup record. I mean, it's a competition I absolutely love. It's a great competition just with all the history and everything that goes with it. It's, um, the fact that we've actually won it more than anyone else is uh, really quite something. That mentioned Arsene Wenger, of course, came very close to winning the Champions League back in 2006. We talked about his FA Cup records as well and just his longevity as Arsenal manager. I mean, will that be seen again at Arsenal, do you yeah, think, or anywhere, in fact? Doubt it. I mean, he and Ferguson. It's interesting, actually, that they were looked upon as the old, old kind of managers who've been around forever. And now suddenly Mourinho, who was the bright young thing, is looked upon as the old boy. But, yeah, I mean, I would imagine it's never going to happen again. You know, most managers do two, three, four years max, and you know, you, at some of the smaller clubs, you occasionally get people you know, in the lower divisions where people are there for a little while, but it is really quite rare. Now. Does the same apply to players as well? I'm just looking at some of the records here for for player appearances for yeah. Arsenal. David O'Leary with 722 between 75 and 93. Yeah. I mean, we saw Ryan Giggs for Manchester United not so long ago, but are, are we off the days now of sort of, you know, one? A club for one player for the vast majority of their career? I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't talk for the individual. Sometimes you get people who are happy to stay Tony Adams, but, you know, that was maybe a slightly different era. 
nowadays, I'm not sure you get somebody who just stays at the club. It may happen, but I'd say it's unlikely that you know probably the modern record is going to be something like two, three, four hundred. It, it just sounds ridiculous, isn't it? When you look at some of the players that Arsenal have had yep. and the amount of games that they've played, and obviously at the Emirates Stadium, you've got an awful lot around the, the side of the ground as well. But when you when you look at the Tony Adams and the Lee Dixons and Nigel Winterburns, yep. they were around I mean, for so they, long. They were just. They didn't really think about it at the time, but they were just they, an institution, effectively, the, the whole group of them. Uh, David Seaman, obviously all the other guys who kind of fitted in with them. Um, when it comes to goal scorers, we've had some fantastic goal scorers. Three obviously uh, stick out in terms of record breakers here for Arsenal, Ted Drake, Ian Wright and Thierry Henry. Tell us a little bit about the records that they've got at Arsenal and your thoughts on those players. Yeah, I mean, Drake was a great striker. I think the, the other player from his era, of course, who Ricey broke the record of was Bastin. Yeah, of course, with Bastin. Who was, you know, effectively a winger, for God's sake. And he actually scored, you know, 170-odd goals. And, of course, I'm sure you were there when Ricey broke yeah. the record and actually got it wrong. Uh, he actually did the celebration the of goal early. <laughs> Luckily for him, he then scored again. Um, so he actually got it right in the end. So to see that done, and then to see Thierry break his record. When Ian Wright got the record, did you think that was going to go again so soon? No, probably not, to be honest. Again, because people just don't stick around that long anymore. But, uh, to you know, Thierry was only with us, what, eight or so years. So the fact that he did it in such a short space of time was pretty incredible. So you'd have to be a very prolific striker now to, you know, obviously stick around. But Henri and Wright didn't get as many goals as Ted Drake in one season, I believe. No, I mean, that's... Um, that's I think he got 42 from memory, but don't quote me on that on the top of my head. Yes, I think, obviously, there were some pretty big scores that year. I mean, I think we won seven or eight nil or two or three times that year, so maybe defences weren't quite what they are now. Um, so, yeah, Ted was, uh, you know, a really kind of an old-style number nine, really, uh, very different to the kind of players that uh, you get now. I remember, actually, when we opened the museum at Highbury, Ted was a guest that day, and he spoke about another record, of course, yeah. it was the seven goals that he got at Villa uh, when we won 7-1, and he actually told me that he'd scored an eighth goal that day, a bit like the Jeff Hurst goal, yeah. hit the bar, came down, you know, had easily crossed the line and bounced out again. Ran across the referee and said, come on, ref, that was in. And the referee just said, come on, Ted, don't be a green. You've already scored seven. So give it a break. And uh, so just waved it away. But obviously, if there had been goal line technology, he would have had an eight. And so the record should have been eight, not seven, really? According to him, anyway. Obviously, we can't prove that. Because I don't think the game was filmed. <laughs> uh, well, what about some of the records um, in Arsenal's history that might be a little bit more obscure? We talked about, you know, the, the players and the trophies that we've won and the goal scorers the appearance makers, but maybe one or two obscure records that you know about. Well, it's the one I was mentioning to you a little earlier, actually, that I think is, is a little bit forgotten, of the fact that we've been in this flight unbroken for since 1919. Obviously, we were relegated once, which, again, quite a few people don't know about. 1912-13 uh, was not a good year. And then, of course, we moved to Highbury the following summer. But since 1919, when we were voted back into the top flight, Obviously, we've been there ever since. Other teams have been in the top division longer than us, people like Everton, but, of course, they were down in the 30s. Uh, you have Man United and Spurs both being relegated in the 70s. 70s, yeah. We've hung on in there, and, as I say, it's an incredible record that we've been 
you know, all those years unbroken in the top flight. So. We've broken our transfer record, uh, of course, over the last couple of years, twice in quick succession. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, there is a, a very good website, actually, if you have a lot of things with Arsenal history. And, um, I mean, it goes back to about £1,000 pounds way, way back in the day. And then I remember when I was a kid, Alan Ball, I think, broke the record yeah. for 220-ish. One of my great favourites, Malcolm McDonald, was 333-ish thousand. Uh, and then, of course, you had all the, the things Wayne Clough said that nobody was worth a million. And then he was, of course, the first person to spend Trevor a million Francis. on Trevor Francis. Yeah. You know, and you think back now, I was saying to somebody the other day, Burkamp. You know, seven and a half that we paid for him. How much would you have to pay for him now? So yeah, sometimes those what seem like exorbitant figures at the time turn out to be good value. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it presumably just continue on. Um, you know, who's to say where it'll finish if people are prepared to pay for it? You know, clubs have got the money. So uh, favorite records that maybe we haven't mentioned, things in the history that stick out in your mind uh, of Arsenal's in your time here. What do you look back on with fondness? <laughs> As I say, I think that top flight, top flight record, record is one that I, you know, many people mention. I mean, it's be coming up. I mean, obviously, you lost seven or eight seasons during the Second World War. Yeah. It's got to be not too far off 90 odd seasons, literally, in the top flight. We must be heading on to, or, you know, 100 years in the top flight, which should be coming up very soon. So uh, that's quite an incredible record again, I think. And just finally, are you amazed that records still get broken? Because we talked about that Invincible years. 304, we had Manchester City breaking records the year with Woods and Goals and so on. And every single time that we get to a certain mark in the Premier League and in English football, you think, well, that's never going to be done again. It's sort of easy. Well, they say they are there to be broken, so yeah, that's what people have got to aim at, isn't it? So uh, yeah, I mean, sort of the records get more and more difficult. It's like the sprinting. I mean, can people go any quicker? Probably somebody will, but the margins are getting finer and finer. So, yes, I mean, somebody probably will. Some of the records will probably get broken, but uh, it's getting more and more difficult, I would imagine. So, uh, we might, might not be having this conversation in a few years' time. It'll be about all the older, older records, perhaps. Well, let's hope that Arsenal break a few more over the course of the next few seasons. Ian, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Not a problem. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He's done it this time. What an extraordinary way to win the title. When an irresistible force meets an old immovable object, something's got to give. Roebuck versus. Yes, welcome along to the part of the show where it is Roebuck versus Dan Roebuck, this time uh, against. Now, Andy Exley's with me, and you've just told me your official title, Andy, but I've completely forgotten it, so tell us what it is again. I was just going to say programs editor, but that program that doesn't do you justice, does it, these days? Managing editor of the publications, I believe, Dan. Yeah, that's that's very, very official, very grand. Uh, and Liam, of course, <laughs> Liam, of course, is with us as Quizmaster once more. I've got to tell you, Andy, that my record this season is pretty good against the, the great and good of the Arsenal world, so be prepared. OK. What's the quiz this week, Liam? This one will be interesting for you, actually, Dan, because I thought I'd get someone in here who's got uh, a good knowledge of records. We're doing records today on the podcast. so That's just so unfair. You demanded it. <laughs> I just went outside and I said, who do you want to face? And you said, get Exley. Yeah, get Exley. I, I was the only one in the now. office. <laughs> That's true as well, but okay. Dan did demand it. Okay, so um, higher or lower? Remember prices, right? When yeah. The higher, lower. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do that with Arsenal appearances. So Fuck. This is I've got so a list tough of against players. Mr. Exley. I've got a list of players who made at least 300 appearances for Arsenal. Okay. Um, you'll have five each. Yeah. And you just tell me higher or lower than the previous player. Okay. So who would like to go first? Who wants to get? I'll go first. Way? So higher and lower than so do you name the so player. So I'll give you the first player and how many appearances they made. Then I'm going to tell you the, the next, next player, player, and you'll say higher or lower. Okay. So we're going to start off with Alan Smith, who made 347 appearances for Arsenal. So 347 for Smudger. I'm going to ask you, Steve Bold. Steve Bold made. You'd have to tell me how many. Uh, higher or lower? <laughs> show you're working. Don't show. Yeah, you're okay. Uh, higher. Correct. Yes. 372. Next up, Bob Wilson. Is that for me? That's Still. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're going to Bob do Wilson time. must have made more than 372 higher. It's 308 lower. So 308 is the number at the moment. Next one, Liam Brady. Liam Brady, uh, who of course went to play in Italy. You love how he's trying. Uh, he always does his work in, like he knows what he's talking about. Hang on, because you know he was a, a huge part of Arsenal Football Club, but I think that's lower than 308. Correct, 307. Yes, new, new, never in doubt. So Liam Brady, 307. Next up, Frank Stapleton. Frank Stapleton went to Man United, of course, infamously. So I'm going to say lower than 307. Correct, 300. Yes, I'm flying here. How many have I got right? Your final. Four, four out of five. Three out of four. Three out of four, 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 Freddie Youngberg, who 300. Freddie Youngberg was lower. 328. Oh. Three out of five. Three out of five. That, that's, I'm impressed with that. Happy with that? I'm impressed with that. They were difficult. They were difficult. Yeah. They were tight. They, they were, were going to be more they, wide-ranging. Yeah, they were t- I thought it was going to be like someone like, you know, I don't know, Viv Anderson on one part and then O'Leary the Moss. next. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Hughes. 
And then... O'Leary. It was 300. You, they had to have made at least 300. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 already, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget Andy's title. Forget the parameters. Okay. Andy, all yours. Do your worst. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start off with Ray Parler. 467 appearances. Okay. Paul Merson. Lower. Correct. 425. Next up, Paul Davis. Davo. Lower. It's higher. 447. Okay. We're at 447. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he said that like he's going to check it later. Yeah. Like he's going to get his Hong Kong book of Kung Fu of Arsenal records out. It's the most terrified I've been about my fact-checking. So <laughs> um, so next, Nigel Winterburn. Higher. Correct. 584. These are easy. Okay. Not There's not many places to go after 584. No, there ain't. There? David Seaman. Lower. Correct. 563. And finally, Pat Rice. This for the win. Higher. It's lower, 528. Ah! It's a draw. Do we, is, is, is there a tiebreaker question or not in these quizzes, Liam? Put you on the spot here. We've never had a tie. We've never had a tie no. before. I'll take the tie, given my recent record. I'm unhappy with the tie. Are you really? Have you got any more for a... How about Andy actually sets a question that he'll know the answer of now? Do you want to take that? How does that work? Andy will come up with a question right now. Right now. On the spot. Okay. What about Arsenal appearances? Higher or lower? No, anything. Anything. Anything at all. Give me an Arsenal question. Okay. Uh, which of the players we have mentioned has a middle name which is a type of flower? <laughs> <laughs> You've only got a choice of how many players were there? Twelve. Ten? Twelve. Twelve. Do you want me to give you the players? Yeah, give me the players. Okay, Adam Smith. Type of flower. Steve Bold. Steve Chrisant's bold. Bob Wilson. <laughs> Bob Le- Daffodil Wilson. <laughs> Liam Brady. Liam Rose Brady. <laughs> Hank Stapleton. You've got so many more. You're going you're to run out. What of flowers? Freddie Yumber, Grape Harder, Paul Merson, Paul Davis. Type of flower. Nigel Winterburn, David Seaman, Pat Rice. I'm just having a look at these. This is radio after all. People flowers, won't release a, fl- a flower. What's quick? A, a quick. Give me a clue. Uh, clue? Is it Ray Bluebell Parlour? A place not too far from here. An affluent area of North London. What? Hampstead. Flower. Flower. <laughs> this is brilliant. He's not going to get it. I believe no, I that's d- my victory. It, uh, I don't know. What is it? Bob Primrose Wilson. Ah! Oh, Primrose Wilson. Good effort. Good question there. Uh, Better than yours, Liam. And he takes the win off the day. It was not an easy game. Here at Arsenal Football Club, it's going to be big pressure. Take the positives and, you know, look at the next game. I think we showed great determination. At the end of the day, we're able to get a result. Get behind each other and stick together. In the end, uh, it's it's something that's going to give you points. The final word. The final word this week belongs to the King, Thierry Henry, recalling scoring the final goals at Highbury. The end was like a typical Hollywood kind of end. You know, like, you wouldn't have... You, you couldn't, like, write it in a better way. I'm sure if you ask any fan before the game, that's what he would have dreamt of. It's all right. He's in.
Thierry Henry achieves uh, his name will be forever associated with Highbury. And on the last day here, he has a hat trick. The king of Highbury. We won final day and uh, uh, we clinched the, the, the fourth, uh, fourth spot in, in front of Tottenham. Um, it was amazing. I only played um, seven years, you know, some guys played more than me, but uh, I felt comfortable there. It was like a proper, a proper pitch, a proper football pitch, and um, something did die that day uh, in me. I knew I was never going to come back there. Whatever, whatever happened, you know, it's, it's gone forever. It's not like you can see it again and, and sit down and kind of relieve the memories and, and, and whatever. You can always, you know, you have videos or whatever, it's, but it's not the same if you can't go back to the, to the stadium. I always regarded uh, uh, Ivory as, um, as my garden. I always used to say and joke about it, you know, I used to say it's my, my bike garden because... And one thing that I'm proud of, if I can say, is nobody will ever beat my record there. But that's called the most goals at, at Ibury, and, and now I know that's, uh, that would be impossible, obviously. And uh, when the stadium, you know, when I knew it was going to be the last day, I knew that record was going to go also with the stadium, and part of me was going to, to die also uh, with the stadium. Well, that's full time on today's pod. Thanks to all of our contributors. You can help us out by subscribing to the show on iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And while you're there, why not leave us a review and five-star rating? On the next episode, we'll be looking back on some classic European nights. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.